Welcome, welcome, welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Rooted with Yams, the podcast where y'all already know it's where we talk about all things womanhood, where we are getting rooted in who we are and empowering ourselves and each other to achieve the maximum reach of our branches. Now, before we go in, let me just explain. Let me explain what had happened was last week's episode, what you heard was the tail end of a conversation um, between Abigail and I, but this week's episode is what was actually the structured, rooted conversation portion to be let out for the podcast, okay? So this one is more like what y'all used to, more structured, more organized, again, with our special guest, our co-host, Abigail, this week, but last week, what had happened was, was, you know, the tail end got a little juicy, too, so I just wanted to cut it, clip it, edit it, master it, and release it to y'all for a podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. If not, let me know. Go ahead, let me know. Be like, yeah, girl, don't do that again. You had me confused. It was scattered. I didn't like it. Don't do it. Just stick to what you know. You barely even know what you know, so just stick to it, okay? Let me know, y'all. Don't be shy. Don't be hesitant. I'm here to grow just as much as I want you guys to grow and us to grow together. And the only way I can grow, y'all, is if y'all correct me. So leave me a comment in SoundCloud or if you're on Apple Podcasts, or, you know, you can email me at rootedwithyams.gmail.com. Okay, that was a very long intro, so let's jump right in. Talk about when you should let a friend go. Why did oh, you say this? Let him go. I said, take the weight off and let him go. Wise words. But what inspired this? I felt like when you're typing and stuff, you were like, you were, you were inspired. Oh wait, did I? Did I type this? Yes, you did. You know, I was inspired about a lot when I was giving you recommendations. I know you were. <laughs> Well, we were just talking about something that really just boiled my blood. But um, what inspired me to say let a fr- when to let a friend go? I don't know, really. I, I think I think sometimes people like hold on to people because oh, in the past they blah 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 or whatever the situation is, but we fail to see that people change. Mm. I think this is more of the. Um, last the past I think for me at least because I remember being younger and wanting to have friends and wanting to have people be around me and um all this stuff and so I kept a lot of people in my life that were probably pretty toxic Mm. wow that was a great synopsis of everything we're gonna talk about because we're gonna break it down further into the when to let a friend go the how why it's important, and you pretty much said all of that. So for today's Rooted Conversation, I am joined by Abigail, your favorite, and we are going to expand on a conversation that we've had in the past. We've talked about friendships and the importance of friendships in previous episodes, and you know we're going to continue to talk about it because the preservation and the quality of our womanhood relies heavily on the people we keep and call friends. So with that being said, when there are people that are not in alignment with you or people who aren't reflecting who you are becoming, we have to we have to have this conversation about letting them go, when to do it, how to do it, how to recognize when that time comes because everybody is going to have friends that have to be let go in order to, for them to grow. Yes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, I didn't do too much like research or too much exploration on the topic because we've obviously been through stuff like this before. Um, but I just wanted to have some bullet points because they look pretty. Um, so I went to Google and I saw like the top, let me see, three, four, six, eight, the top eight signs on when it's time to let a friend go. So I'm going to briefly go through those signs and then we're going to talk about what those things mean to us, 
how we can address them, and, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Okay? So the first sign that the Google said to recognize when it's time to let a friend go is, number one, if they are constantly putting you down. Number two, when you are not a priority to them, like you, you can feel it that you're not a priority. Three, when trust is not there, when they're constantly breaking your trust or you guys just can't trust each other. Four, you know, you've just simply grown apart. So you guys are in different stages in life, whatever it may be. Another one is if you're being manipulated, being used, the type that only calls you when they need something type of friend. And another one is y'all are friends just because of comfort. You know, like you guys just have a lot in common type of thing. So it's just comfortable to be friends and that's about it. This sounds like um, a bad relationship. when you Yes. Don't. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking too. And then the last two are, you feel like you can't be yourself around them. That's another sign. Mm-hmm. And the last one is, well, I guess this is the same as trust, um, but it was dependability. Like, could you depend on them? Can you count on them when things are good, bad, and ugly? Okay. So, all of these things that the Google has presented to us, really great. I mean... In general, nobody wants to be around a person that has all of these attributes, whether it be a friend, a relative, a parent, a sibling. I can't choose one of these that I'm like, yes, because all of them, like all these things you just listed are like new, it's not nuances, nuisances. Nuisances? A nuisance. I I think it's nuisances. What happens when you try to sound educated? I know. (laughs) Um... I don't know, and I guess it all goes back because as humans, Mm -hmm. most of us at least, when you've gotten a relationship with people and we build this attachment and attachment has a negative connotation around it sometimes, but it's true, like we attach ourselves to things, whether it be, um, but not even related things, we attach ourselves to how things or people make us feel, Mm -hmm. so Let's use you and I as an example. Yay. So our story, if you guys don't know, cousins, ooh, yay, fun. Um, mm-hmm. Then she went away, became a long-lost cousin, and then we met back up in college, and she thought I was weird, so she didn't want to be my roommate. Wow. Um, you did. Let's not be fake. We're going to keep it real with these people, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't think you were weird. I just was nervous. Like, I was just very nervous that we wouldn't, we wouldn't be friends anymore because we we were like childhood friends, and then I was nervous that oh my gosh, like we're now we're in college. Like, what if things are different? What if we have nothing in common? And it didn't seem like we might. So, not that you were. I thought you were weird. I would just thought it would suck if we couldn't make this work and we couldn't be friends. And we just had to be like, oh yeah, like that's my cousin. If, if- no, dog, your exact words to me. Or <laughs> <laughs> I thought she would be weird. Which, like, I probably, the only basis okay, that you had was my Instagram, and, yeah, it was pretty weird. So, like, I completely, 100% could see that. And I also don't really think, I guess, normally as other people do. Because to me, it was just like, oh, this is my cousin. Like, whether she's weird or not, like, we're going to be friends. Or whether we have nothing in common or not, our commonness is in our Africanness, and we're going to make it work. Um, I didn't think of the whole, like, social aspects, because... <laughs> I don't know. I'm weird. Anyways. I probably probably just said weird because at that point it was the beginning of our college education. And I had literally lack of a better words because I didn't know many words. I was just a puny, uneducated 18 year old. That's all. It's a puny. Okay. So, okay. So pre-college, like if you would have shown like I'm not even pre college pre our friendship let's say like six months our first semester in school mm-hmm. had you been constantly putting me down or not treating me as a priority or broke my trust or um like manipulated me um or like you know if I couldn't be myself I would not have been your friend I, I <laughs> because one at that point 
there was nothing that we went through. There was no emotional attachment besides, oh, this is my cousin mm-hmm. um, that I didn't know. So I think, too, that's why it's so easy for people. At the beginning, you look for those signs, all of these signs at the beginning. And when you see them, you're like, hmm. So I think it's harder when someone does become your friend. So now, like, if you were constantly putting me down and you know me, like, I'll let you know. I'll be like, you being rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. my feelings. Um, if you're constantly putting me down or doing all these things that the Google has informed us, it would be harder for me to let it go because it would just hurt a lot, you know, because we've invested so much time and we've invested so much emotion and we've been through too much. You're too much a part of my story now for me to later on be like, oh, like I have to, she was just a memory or she was just an experience or, you know, person for a season, um, because then you start thinking, oh, was this a wasted investment? Um, and you try to salvage things, especially when someone means something to you. So that's why I don't think this is an easy topic because it's hard, you know? Um, and I think for me, I think I've had to let two people go that I was actually really close to. One of them was in high school. There was this girl who shall not be named. Um mm. But we were really close, like, super close. I talked to her basically every day. We were best friends from, like, seventh grade all the way until about tenth grade. Mm -hmm. She went to a different high school than I did. And then somewhere down the line, she got really caught up in being, like, popular and known. Which, like, fine. Huh? I remember this story. Yes. (laughs) Which, like, fine. And I get it because... I mean, you're in seventh, eighth grade high school. Like, you start like, oh, I want to be prettier, be with this crowd because people think that's interesting, or boys will like me, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But then, like, whenever she was with me, just me and her on the phone, or me or her like in person, one on one, like it was great. She reminded me of like who she was and who I was and who we always said we were going to be. And it was great. And so I had blinders on, but it wasn't until like we would get into groups. And I remember one instance in particular, she invited me to go eat at Texas Roadhouse with like her and a couple of the girls. I knew all the other girls. I wasn't necessarily close with them, but I knew them and they knew of me. We'd had a couple conversations before. And so at this point in my life, y'all, I had zero dollars to my name, zero dollars and zero cents. Mm, that's so, my... Current. Huh? That's my current status, by the way. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but yes, so I had zero dollars and zero cents. And she was like, okay, well, let's go to Texas Roadhouse. And I was like, uh, the way my bank account is set up. And she was like, well, just ask your mom. And I was like, well, I am not in that financial situation. My mom's going to be like, eat at the house. What are you, what, what, why are we going to a restaurant? Eat at the house. Like, right. I don't even go to restaurants. Right. So I was like, no, like, I excused myself from the situation, but she's like, I really want you there. Like, I really want you to, you know, be part of this thing or whatever. And I was like, okay, like, fine, but, like, I'm not going to eat if that is not weird for you and all of your friends. Because also these girls went to the school in my area that would be considered the, the rich school the rich school mm-hmm. or whatever. So she's like, no, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Like, no one cares. Like, they have free, like, bread rolls there and peanuts. And I was like, I can eat some peanuts and rolls. Like, and they're fun. good peanuts and rolls. Right. Like, you don't even need to pay for a meal. Like, just Mm -mm. go solicit and leave. Mm -hmm. So, again, I have zero dollars and zero cents to my name. We get there. We're all in the car together. And, like, we're having conversation. We're talking. Like, I played basketball. One of the other girls was on that school's basketball team. So, we talked about all this stuff. And then I thought the night went well. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any complaints. People were laughing. People were enjoying their time and having fun. And then later on... um, because they dropped me off first, and I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. So that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable because I was like, this literally doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So then the next day, she um, calls me, and I'm like, hey, like, what's up? And we're talking, like, the conversation's light, and then out of nowhere, she was just like, okay, well, I have something to tell you. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on? And she was like, well, all the other girls thought you were weird. And I was like, oh, this me. I'm weird. A whole me. A whole me. And the thing is, I knew these girls. I know these girls. Mm-hmm. So, and I, like, they already knew who I was. Right. So for me to be, like, for me to hear that they thought I was weird, I was like, oh, like, that hurt my feelings. But she's, you know, as your friend, I'm telling you this because I want you to know, whatever, whatever. Um, you know, when you go out with people, she was giving me, like, tips on how to, like, hang out with people. She was like, you know, don't not order food. It makes people feel uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. I was like. Oh, no, girl, I already told you. Right. But, but my 
my name down, flip it and reverse it. I was like, I told you I didn't want to go because I literally couldn't afford it. Mm. And we, she got into this whole thing of just like, well, I mean, it's just a meal and blah, blah, blah. And your mom could have given you blah, 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 all this stuff. And I was like, first and foremost, no. Like, I don't come from the same living standards as you. Secondly, if you really wanted me to go and you knew your friends were going to be embarrassed about whatever, you should have offered to pay for my meal. I still would have said no to it. Actually, at that time, I probably would have said yes. Um, but I would have <laughs> ordered anything extreme, but I don't know. So... I listened to it, and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So then I made another friend, and this other friend went to a Hold on, hold on, hold on. I can hear, like, you know when you're talking, you hear, like, the wind? Oh. Yeah. But it's okay. Yes, I think. I don't know. Keep going. Okay. Well, I made another friend, and this friend went to a different school. And feel free to cut out as much of the story as you want. I talk way too much. It's okay. <laughs> I talk extremely too much. I made another friend, and like she was really cool. Her and I were friends, or whatever. And then this this friend of mine, we're gonna call her. We're gonna call her Linda. Her name is Linda. Linda. So Linda decided she wanted to you know meet this other friend that I had made, and she was like, "Yeah, I've heard so much about her. I heard she's so cool, all this stuff." And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, "Oh, I love when my friends are friends. Like, it makes my life so much easier." Right. So I invited her. We were all hanging out and all this stuff, and then they started to hang out without me, which I was like, "That's fine. Like, y'all one can do things that I can't afford, and two, like, I really don't care to do the things I want to do." Mm-hmm. It got to a point where like they were hanging out all the time and like constantly not invited. Before they would invite me, they stopped inviting me and I was like okay whatever so then you know Linda came and picked me up one time to hang out and she was telling me well make sure when you hang out with her like don't do this and don't do that and um sometimes you do this weird thing where you blah 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 and I was just like what like this girl knows me like Mm -hmm. I that was so strange so like that goes to the point like you know I can't be myself now because someone has said don't be this way like don't be you in front of this person yeah that hurts for sure and like Whatever stage that is, that hurts, you know, yeah. especially someone you consider, like, to be your friend. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. So then afterwards, after we hang out, Linda came back to me again on the phone with another critique on how I should hang out around people. Mm-mm. And she was just like, yeah, this girl, she was saying that, you know, you mooch off of her and all this stuff. I was like, this me. I'm a moocher. First, I don't even know what mooching means. Let me look it up. <laughs> so I looked it up, and I was just like, wow. Like, I, she, you're basically telling me this person who is my friend says that I use her. So now my relationship with this person is estranged. Mm-hmm. And the way the girl, Linda, <clears throat> presented everything was very much so like, a, I'm doing this to help you because you're my friend, and I care about you and all this stuff. So I'm like, no, yeah, like, this is my friend. And, like, because when you have a friend, you trust them. You know, you trust they're not going to lead you astray or lead you wrong or anything. Mm-hmm. So come back six months later, this girl's going off on me, calling me a liar, saying that I'm crazy, saying that I was trying to steal all of her friends, saying Yo. all this to me. And I was like, I have never. She tried to turn people who were my close friends like against me. And I was getting calls, y'all, from so many random people. Like, I can't believe you said this about me. And I can't, like, lies. I'm like, I literally don't even talk about you. Like, I, I don't care about you like that. So I got really sad and upset and I want to say a little depressed now mm-hmm. looking back at it. I didn't know what to do. So I just left it alone. I was like, you know what, whatever. Like, I don't need friends. I've been here, done that before. And come to find out a year later, um, not even a year later, she had one of her friends call me and go off on me, calling me a liar, calling me like just really mean names. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't even know you, but that's fine. That same, a year later, that same girl who was on the phone calling me a liar and all this stuff, I worked at Annie Ann's Pretzels. She came up and she was just like, oh my gosh, are you Abigail? Like, you used to be Linda's friend. And I was just like, yeah, that's me. Um, she was just like, I am so sorry for the day that I went off on you and blah, 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 all this stuff. And oh. I was just like, what? Lie? And she was just like, this girl's a liar. And I was like, a liar? She was just like, yeah, like, she told us this about you and this and this and this. Oh, and then no. we thought this and was talking to this her one of her friends guy friends and all this stuff and she lied about her whole life and all this stuff and I was just like huh very interesting so like clockwork the girl called me the next week like apologizing saying like she missed me and all this stuff and me being me and me being like oh like I miss you I miss our friendship all this stuff I wanted to forgive her but then when I confronted her she just went off on me and then at that moment I was like you know what like this isn't a friend mm-hmm. you know I have to take the emotions out of it. I have to take, like, everything out of it and really just assess, like, this girl's giving me headaches. Mm 
This girl has consistently lied to me. This mm-hmm. girl has manipulated me, mm-hmm. you know, used me to get become friends with everyone else to elevate her status and then to demote me. And that's the way she ele- she thought she was elevating her status. Mm-hmm. It was really sad and it hurt a lot. But all that to say, because you have this emotional attachment to a person, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to let it go. It is. What? Like, till this day, like, it sounds so pathetic, but till this day, sometimes, like, I'll see her on Facebook or just, like, randomly, and I'll, like, be like, oh, I hope she's doing well. Or I'll be like, oh, man, like, I miss whatever. If I go by a place that we would hang out, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember when we did X, Y, and Z. Or... I don't know, it's, it's kind of sad because, you know, this person was such a big part of my life and I had invested so much into them that it's hard to, like, soon let go. And I always say, like, if she were to come back today, um, I don't think we would be super close best friends. I would definitely want to ask, like, what was what was going on, sis? Like, are you good? Because mm-hmm. uh, I want to know. Like, I, if anything, I'm curious at this stage, but I still think about her because I'm not the type to become friends with somebody and just, like, like oh, I don't care. So it's hard. Like, sometimes I wish I didn't care, but I care. And that's why I also think it's very, depending if you know, like, how you operate. I'm not the type. I can't just drop someone. Once I've invested in you, like, I'm fully expecting you to stay. So, yeah, Mio, I'm fully expecting you to stay. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but um, I don't know. Like, I think with friends, with relationships, with whatever, you go through this vetting process and you do a lot of opening up and you do a lot of, like, basically open heart surgery on yourself. You let this person in. Um, And if you're like me, and I think a lot of people are pretty guarded, um, when you're guarded like that and you let someone in, you're hoping that, you know, they don't leave because now they know so much about you. And, you know, if they can leave you and shock you, who else knows what else they can do and, like, to ruin you or whatever. Um, And I like to think I have a good process on vetting my friends. So, like, her leaving, I was just like, oh, dang, she knows so much. Like, she could truly ruin me. But it's something you got to kind of get past. We have very different friends. Or (laughs) people who have been friends very different situations and very different like processes through like identifying fake friends and how to get rid of them because I don't feel like I don't feel like I've been done dirty like that or like openly (laughs) by a friend I don't know I don't, I don't feel like I have, or maybe I just, I don't care. That's a problem, but it, it, it has helped me. Like you said, it, you wish you had more of that. It helps. It really has helped me. <laughs> but um, from the Google list that we were talking about, <clears throat> the, the hardest one for me, I think, to identify is we're just friends because of similarities or because we're just comfortable that one's hard for me to identify because likely the friendships I have in those situations, I'm not putting too much energy into them anyways. So like if if I do have to let them go, it's just naturally going to fall out, you know? Yeah. And then like I wouldn't go out of my way to be like, oh, no, this friendship is detrimental to my growth. I need yeah. to I need to find a way to evacuate or trim it out of my life because if if we're just friends out of comfort likely I'm not talking to you often or there's not a lot of growing between our relationship anyways um so that one's kind of like tough for me then another one what I guess kind of goes hand in hand is not being a priority likely you're not my bff anyways so I'm not really taking extra time into thinking about our relationship and how it's affecting my growth or my life or my environment, whatever. So that one's hard for me, too. I wanted to say something about your first story. Like, stuff like that. God, that's just so painful for me to hear it again, how (laughs) you actually had people calling you accusing you like attacking you essentially over lies spread by a friend a so-called friend like that's really really hard for me to imagine you know and 
I've heard it from you. I've heard it from and seen it with my mom, my sisters. And it's, I don't know, like maybe I've been in, in a similar situation. I'm just like, you know how you forget the things. You, yeah. you either remember the things that were most painful, like you remember them very well, or you forget them entirely. So maybe I'm one of the people who like forgets stuff like that entirely. But I just, I can't. I can't imagine the pain. Actually, I can't imagine the pain, but it was because of a guy. <laughs> so it was trash. Anyways, the girl called me talking. <laughs> you remember talking about, you with my man, da, da, da. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's calm down, <laughs> first of all. But anyways, that, that, was, that was just a sloppy situation and really laughable at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I just that's very painful and like thinking about those obviously toxic relationships and friendships and then now you're put in a situation where you have to let that friend go. Like you have to address it. You can't just be like, "Oh, we'll fall out." You no, you have to address it because you're being attacked. Like you are getting phone calls. You are like your reputation is being affected by this, you know? So, I guess how how did you address the situation or, you know, what was your immediate response to those people? I know you kind of refuted the lies or whatever, but when did you stop being their friend or how did that happen? You know, was it the next day at school, you know, she tried to talk to you and you're just like, oh no, don't talk to me. We're not friends. Or did it take a long time? What was the, the breakdown so- on how... The friendship. Oh, I had a good word. How the friendship. It no, starts with a D. Dissipated. Oh, oh, disintegrated. Disintegrated or dissipated? I don't know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um. Well, the thing about it is that this girl, she went to again another school. So the first time it happened, I wasn't too worried about it because I was like. I don't even know the girls that go to your school. Granted, though, these girls that she hung out with, I wasn't in that, I hate to say upper class, but, like, that upper class, like, rich Yeah, you weren't part of that clique. Right, I wasn't part of that clique. Um, So that didn't bother me too much. I think I was the most affected when, like, she started poaching friends that I had that went to my school. Uh, and these people were now calling me saying, you're saying this about me here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Like, I, like and in my mind, it's the whole, like, then you start to question the people that you currently were calling friends, right? Because mm-hmm. you know me. You know I'm your friend. You know I would never. So why are you listening to this? And, okay, I can understand, like, if you hear somebody, like, say something about you and you come to me with a question, like, hey, like, so-and-so said this, like, can we verify the accuracy of this comment? Right. But for you to take what someone says about someone, you're calling a friend at face value. That's where I got the most offended. So I think initially when I was, like, being attacked, I was really upset about it. I was a, a crier. So I didn't cry in front of her, but I was just like, man, to say this, these next words is a little embarrassing, but... I, I, again, like I said, I'm the type, like, I don't want to invest in something or someone and not fight till the end. Mm-hmm. So almost where it became a little, oh, God, pathetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after the first time, like, I was asking why, what happened, like, I was apologizing for things that I didn't necessarily do. And then I got to a place where, I hate to say it, but I think I was almost like, I was begging for friendship. That's so sad. Okay. <laughs> and then... As it came, like, to my immediate circle where it affected me, I think I just got angry. I had an instance with bullying, like, in sixth grade, and my whole plan for that was to be, like, not having any friends. So it sucked because I finally found... This was, like, my second friend um, out of my... I'm going to be very guarded with my friends and who I let in my life. And to see it repeat itself, I was like, you stupid girl, like, you should have just stuck to your plan and not having any friends, all you need is God, like, you don't oh need no <laughs> what the world would you open yourself up again, um, so I just got really angry with myself, yeah. angry with her, with the people around me, 
I think I was just really just numb about it all. I was just like, you know what, like, whatever. Like, I've been through this once. It, it, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to kill myself over it. I'm not. This is just one person, one person's opinion. But girls are really mean. You know, I was getting really ugly text messages. Like, you know, like, you ugly this thing or you're a whore. I'm like a whore. Like, a whore has to deal with men. Like, I don't even talk to anybody. So, um. Or sex or, like, so, like something physical. Right. I was like, uh. So when I was able to finally take myself out of the situation and read the words these girls or these people were saying about me, I was just like, I quite literally can't be a whore because I quite literally don't even know how to speak to guys. <laughs> so that is a very invalid like right. analysis of me. Um, and it wasn't until one bright day when one of my friends that one went to my... Bright day. <laughs> when the one that went to my school called me and was just like, oh my gosh, like this girl is a liar. I'm so sorry that blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, how the tables have turned. Right. And they <laughs> always turn. Like if you are not in the wrong, the tables always, always turn. And I didn't do anything about it. You know, like mm-hmm. I wasn't like out there seeking revenge. Like for the first, I think six months, I was trying to like prove myself or find the truth or whatever. That got very exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I was, but who cares? Like whatever. I was like, I'm. I'm assuming I'm going to go to college because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have the luxury. You know, on TV, those mom transfer me to another school district. Or I got it. No. <laughs> no. 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 Because, huh? <laughs> because people are calling you names. Right. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny because it's real. Like that's that's actually really painful. Sorry. Sure, but I think the situation too. Like my mom, did you know people are they stoning you? Are wrong being thrown at your head? Yeah. No. Okay, please continue. You're there to focus on your books. Right. You don't need friends. Friends distract you. Yeah? <laughs> so for my mom, mom. Like a, yes, she'll finally get all A's. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I didn't. Um, that's a whole other thing about oh mental God. health and emotional health, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I prayed a lot in the season and just found solace in myself. And I don't know. I decided to open myself up to making new friends in different circles. And you know, I played basketball, so like girls on the basketball team, and just <sighs> that was such a long time ago. But it seems like it was just recently. But that's, I guess that's how I dealt with it. I'm sure I could have dealt with it a lot better. Um, I'm the type to kind of lash out, so I'm sure my family got the brunt of it. Mm. Um, very mean to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, sorry, mom and brothers. They probably won't ever hear this, but this is me apologizing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess I just decided to focus on me, and then it really just made me believe that it doesn't matter who you are, what you do, or where you go, like... Not everyone's going to like you. And sometimes that can be for a purpose of, you know, they know lies about you or whatever. But as long as you, like, it made me really comfortable with who I knew I was. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, it really helped me define for me what a friendship was. And I think that's another thing about letting friends go. Because on there you were saying you said something about friends because of similarities. So I had to sit down and see, like, why are me and this girl friends? Like, truly why? Like, clearly she had changed and being, like, the best or being known was something that was really important to her. I missed that completely. Mm-hmm. So, like, I sat down and assessed that, and she's like, you know, we're not the same people anymore, and it's okay if we grow apart and grow up and aren't friends anymore. And I think a really important way for you to discern whether or not someone should no longer be in your life is to, like, how do you define friendship? An incident happened with a friend of mine. Recently, I'm not going to give too many details, just in the rarity that this person hears this podcast. Um, <laughs> but thing came up, and, you know, like, she would come to me with her problems, and I would listen, because I'm not a terrible human being. Um, I'd give her advice, you know, when needed. I would listen when she just needed me to listen. Um, I would hang out with her and all this stuff. And we're both in kind of a phase of, you know, trying to, like, get to know people and more friends. But I think she thought, like, she got to a point where she called me her best friend, and I was like, oh, red flag it was kind of like you know when like the dude says i love you and you're like oh yeah. i only kind of think you're cute right, right, right. <laughs> what you love me for right. um, so i have found that for me because of how i've been treated in the past with other friends my definition of friendship versus best friend versus you know whatever is very different than most people's 
so I, I found myself in awkward situations where people were like, oh, yeah, like, we're really close with my best friend. And I'm like, oh. Whoa. Yikes. <laughs> if we didn't have this class together, I don't talk to you outside. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if people define friendships anymore. You know, like, I, people will legit be like, oh, yeah, like, we study all the time and we hang out on the weekends to study and then afterwards we'll get yogurt this is my really good friend but me i'm like oh you was just a study buddy right this is what study buddies do like i'm i mean if i got an extra if it's an open you know reception at my wedding come to the open reception girl yeah we got food but it wouldn't be like i went out of my way to give you an invite so i think a good way to like define your friends define what friendship is to you as well because you can find yourself in sticky situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sure can. And I think a key like a, that stood out to me from what you're talking about from your experience is not taking things too personally and don't, well, for me, this is probably a, a defense mechanism I use or something, but since you're someone who you're kind of an open book, like you're not going to be too closed off or you won't go out of your way to withhold information about yourself to others. Um, Don't take things too personally. Like if something doesn't work out, you know, like your, your business is out there. I feel like for me, I like to say that I'm a person who, if you ask me a question, I'll tell you, but if you don't ask me, it's likely never going to come up, especially if it's something personal or, sensitive or deep or whatever like it's not I'm not I don't talk to people like that like at all I'm very very comfortable in superficial conversations for a very long time like I can have superficial conversations with someone for years like for years and I'll be completely fine um, with you not even knowing like my family or where I grew up or anything about me and we could be really good friends so, but also like another part of me, like if someone asks me, I'm not going to be like, oh, I, I don't want to talk about it or something. No, I'll tell you, it's fine. So with that, like we have to keep in mind that information that is out there about me, that's all that it is. Like, and especially if we're not friends anymore and maybe we don't come from the same circle or not in the same environment, that information is very unlikely to go around or it's not lost information or like they don't have a piece of your soul or something like that. Like a lot of times you might feel like that or you might not want to get out of a friendship because they have so much of you or whatever, but I don't get it. I don't get that. Like, I don't, I don't think like that, you know? And I think that keeps a lot of people trapped when they do think like that. And so I would advise, I guess, if anyone asked me, to not think about it like that like it is just your story it's just a piece of information and it is very very unlikely that it's going to be spread into the wrong hands or become like headlines somewhere you know it's very unlikely the people who do do stuff like that like take your business out into the streets like those are the ratchets like the slums like the scum scum of the slums of the earth like those are very poor quality people and are probably failing in their relationships not only with you but their family like in life in general they're probably very miserable so and I I trust you I trust you who are listening that you don't tend to surround your yourself with people like that often so I just wouldn't even think about that I think that would save a lot of people from being in harmful friendships yeah that's and, a really good one and that's something that I struggle with and I think because yeah, I mean, you and I are very different <laughs> yeah we are we are so different and like I like this having this conversation with you because I'm not as sensitive to some things that I know you're sensitive to and a lot of people are sensitive to and then other people are not sensitive to things I'm extremely sensitive to you know mm-hmm. so I really like it's it's nice to to talk to you about stuff like this. Yeah, and it's something that I think I can learn from you because that's always my biggest fear. I find I found myself like 
being in friendships too long or talking to a guy for too long or whatever for too long because I'm like, I'm all about, we are not wasting this investment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I guess you're a business major. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess part of it could be like, pride almost can be like you know like I pride myself on you know vetting the best friendships or the best whatever the best whatever so when the surface or the foundation starts to crack a little I'm like oh no let's go get all the concrete and make sure this is sealed up tight because I know I chose the right whatever whatever yeah sometimes, I get sometimes you. it's not even you sometimes people just change or they need the difference or you're too much for them or whatever yeah and that's okay like I think a lot of times that is the case. Like, you guys just need to fall out or you guys just are in different areas. And that's okay. When I think about all the people I've had very nice falling out outs with. Very nice falling out. Very nice falling outs. Like, it's so relieving. Like, I love a good fallout. And I don't, everything I know about them is still with me and it's going to fade. It's just like, I'm not their friends anymore anything they confided in in with me or to me or whatever I'm gonna forget it someday I'm not actively here thinking about oh dang I have this information on them or you know like I'm not actively thinking about that and it's reciprocated they're not actively thinking about all the time we invested together either so a good fallout can be very refreshing and very healthy if you like you said um don't let your pride get the best of you. And I think you've got other friends, you know, like just um, establish memories elsewhere. Keep yourself busy yeah. elsewhere with your other friends, with your friends that, you know, you are more guaranteed to have long-term success with. But yeah. Day two, don't be afraid to be alone and have no friends. Oh yeah, it's good too. Like that is re- a really nice time as well. But again, I know I'm kind of different. Like I I can be more okay with that than than others, <laughs> but it's not a bad time either. So, ooh, and for all you kids in college that oh, are your roommate doesn't have to be your friend. Ooh, girl, I thought you were gonna start with that story. Honestly, when I thought about this, I'm like, I know she's gonna talk about her roommate. Oh, I, I can. <laughs> you can just mix the first story and just do the second. Story. I could have sworn I was like, when is she gonna talk about this girl? <laughs> Yeah, your roommate doesn't have to be your friend, especially if you're a freshman or brand new. To, your roommate can just be somebody I'm splitting bills with. Hey, you people can have rules and just follow your rules. That's all. But the thing about it, and I think this is probably the best falling out that I've ever had to where we can still be cordial with each other. Because most of my falling outs that I've had with people or people I've had to cut off, I don't speak to them, period, anymore. Like, we don't talk. If I were to see you in public, I'd probably look you in the eye and, like, give you a sub-nod or just look at you and do, like, a half-smile. But this person, like, we both wish each other happy birthday. Yeah. And sometimes, like, we'll see each other's tweets and, like, respond. Um, sometimes we'll just check in or, like, see that we've reached a milestone and be like, oh, congrats on blah, 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 but don't expect anything else. We're happy that the each other are are happy, happy that was and successful dramatically correct sentence but um yeah oh, that was a time but it, it was a good uh like a bumpy road but also like there's some there's some beauty in it too and like you said like a very necessary falling out sure. and still maintain a healthy relationship it's beautiful like sometimes it's just very stress free Low maintenance, no maintenance, actually. No maintenance is the best maintenance. Yes, exactly. So don't be afraid of a falling out. Sometimes it can be good. And again, these are times when we're talking about when people are in the wrong to you. But sometimes, like, we're in the wrong, and that's something we need to be able to recognize, too. (laughs) Like... When, you know, a friendship has to end because we are the trash person yeah. in the relationship. So when in that kind of situation, you know, you need to be able to recognize that. And if you don't recognize it, just because you guys are from two completely different planets and what's good to you is bad to the other, then likely you guys are going to fight it out or talk it out 
and, and, and the friendship, but just, you have to also be able to recognize when you're wrong, when you owe someone an apology, when you need to go back to a falling out situation and be like, Hey girl, like, I don't know, I was tripping and I'm sorry or whatever. So you guys can be cordial again, you know, um, or in a healthy space. Do we have time for me to tell a story or like, nah, You can choose what you want to edit. I know. Um, I think we'll have time, but I do want to make sure I get through some of these bullet points. So we talked about when to recognize it's time to let a friend go. We kind of talked about how um, my favorite method is a fallout. A good fallout game is, to me, the best. Um, But then again, I do understand that that's been certain situations that I've been, um, maybe they've been less dramatic than other people's. So falling out is an option. We talked about getting comfortable with just being you by yourself. Um, you know, reflect, not take things personally. And I guess ideally the most ideal way to exit a friendship, if you want to talk about being a healthy communicator and just being a very well-rounded human being, which is hard. It's very hard to be. People always want to talk about communication is key, but it's very difficult. The most ideal thing, I guess, um, when letting a friend go is having a nice conversation about it over some coffee or something. Um, (laughs) yeah, like it's true. Like, because then you eliminate certain doubts or certain, um, grudges you kind of get rid of that because grudges are the worst thing to hold so and sometimes the best way to get rid of the potential of holding a grudge forever is if you have closure and having a conversation will provide that closure so if you recognize that you know this friendship is getting toxic or it's not really going anywhere I saw in the googles I, I was reading how people talk to their friends that they don't no longer want to be friends with. And I was like, yo, that is wild. <laughs> but I guess they were providing the most ideal methods, you know? So and I guess that's really mature too. Exactly. Because- very mature. And I'm, I've been mature before, but it took a very long time. A very, very, very long time before I had a mature conversation with a friend that was being problematic. (laughs) Um, You know the story, but I don't want to tell the story because I'm forgiven. But um, with a friend, I had to have a conversation with the person because it was bothering me. Every time I saw the person, I was reminded of, it just brought out angry emotions in me, you know? And I'm not an angry person and it bothered me a lot. So I was like, I have to have the conversation. And thank God I had quality friends around me to be like, Yamio, you are crazy. You have let this gone on too long <laughs> and you need to have a conversation with her. And then some of my friends were like, I'm going to fight her. <laughs> I was just like, okay, okay, let me talk to the person. So, um, that was, that was a one recognizable time in my life that I was a mature adult and had a conversation and it helped me. Like we are, we're like how you and your roommate are. Like, we'll be cordial, congratulate each other on their accomplishments. I'm happy. She's happy. And it's good. Like, I just know where we stand in that friendship, you know? Like, I wouldn't yeah. say we're not friends, but we're definitely at a different level. And and it's fine. Like, you don't have... All your friends don't need to be your most, most trustworthy friends or <laughs> your most... Um, your bestest friends or whatever. So. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> My falling out. If I was in the wrong, or if I did, even if I wasn't in the wrong, if we both were in the wrong, but I did something that was wrong, after I'm done being mad at you, I'm I'm so bad, I'm passive. So, like, I'll be like, oh, okay. When I'm finished being mad, I'll send you a text and be like, pretty it's really random and long and i'm like very long and thorough (laughs) and it'll detail everything i was feeling and why i was feeling that way yes it will 
I'll bundle it up and be like, I hope um, you take from this what you need from it and blah, blah, blah. Not expecting anything from the other person because I've reconciled everything within myself. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't in the wrong, I'd just be like, cool. That's fine. Like, after I get over the loss, I'm like, okay. That's I all guess it is. You count it as loss. Don't talk anymore. Exactly. And then when they come back or they say something and I'm like, okay. Then we usually end up talking about what happened and yeah. then from go on being cordial or being nothing at all. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I can think of to talk about when it comes to letting a friend go. It is important, like we said, to recognize when you should let a friend go because... What does Abigail like to say? I don't even know who you got this from, but you're an average of the five people you keep, the five friends you keep. Yeah, you're the average of the five people you keep around you. I don't know where I got it from. It could have been the internet or a TV show, but I do believe it. Right. So you don't want your points to be deducted because of the people Mm -hmm. around you. You You have to be able to let friends go. It's hardest to let friends go, I think, when you're in the wrong, when you're, when you consider yourself to be non-confrontational although I think everyone has has it in them to be confrontational it doesn't have to be a bad thing but if you're just really really passive about things and you're a kind of person who lets things build up inside of you that can also be when it's really hard to let a friend go and then like we said when there's history like long history and that goes with like friendships um relationships, families, like that goes with everything. When the more history there is, the hardest it will be. But to that, like I said, you just have to trust that there are there are new memories to be made, okay? And you will be fine. Um, yeah, but that's it. Before we go to our next segment, I want to give an opportunity for Abigail for you to say any any keys, any major major like do not forget this things that you like to to sprinkle on I'll say mine first okay okay great okay my thing I would like to sprinkle on for you to always keep in mind when it comes to letting go of friends is forgiveness um forgive 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 it will take you very far in life and not forgiving only harms yourself. It only stunts your growth. It's nobody else's, just yours. So get in a habit or practice of forgiving. If you don't know how to forgive somebody, learn how to do it. Like you can literally Google biblical help on how to forgive or how to test yourself to see if you are truly forgiving. Maybe we can do an episode about that one day. Um, But yeah, forgiveness is a major key that I would want to leave. And also to understand that people change. You change, your friends change. Everyone is going to fail you at some point. And it might not even be that they failed you. It's just that you guys are going through changes at different paces. So I think keeping that in mind will also give you the strength to forgive. So... Those are those are my closing statements. <laughs> my closing statements are give yourself time to be affected and upset and to truly like take in everything that happened and breathe and then work on recovering. Because if we don't go through the grieving process and you skip the step and then you're not really at the right step and it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I would say Truly, some friends were just meant for a season. Yes. And to a place where you're like, we can think about the friendship or a relationship or whatever. Really, I don't know. See what you learn from that person. Like, take it as a learning experience and implement it and kind of see some points or like your weaknesses that you fall into or like weaknesses you fell into with this person for keeping them around for so long and when those red flags start to come back up remember like oh no like I did this with this person and they got this far so maybe I should consider watching out or like whatever like listen to your heart about that stuff listen to your heart not how the song goes yes it is maybe we're thinking about two different songs okay it's okay 
Sorry. Is that it? Those are your closing yeah. words? That's all I have to do. My closing arguments. Okay. Okay. Wow, that was good. That was good and long. Please huh? feel free to cut, edit, delete anything that I said. I will have to, actually. <laughs> good. But um, it'll be good. And so that was our rooted conversation. The next segment of the show is our reflection point. I don't have one today. Can this be about anything? It can be about anything. Okay, reflection points. Point, just one, singular. <laughs> oh, reflection point. God, what did I learn this week? Mm. I was listening to Natasha Bedingfield's Unwritten. I am unwritten. The rest is still unwritten. Fiddle when I have No one else can fill it for you. Mm-hmm. When I was again, the rest is still unwritten. Mm. And it really, like, it opened my mind to, like, the same thing can go with your day. As soon as you wake up, the only thing that's been written for that day is that you woke up. And every action after that is something that you're writing. And all the decisions you make, you're essentially writing your story for that day. So it really made me sit down and think about all the decisions I was making. I'm like, everything I'm making is legitimately writing my story for today. I mean, it's something small, but I was like, wow, like, you can truly write whatever you want in your story based on the decisions you make. And so I decided to get up and go run. And I was like, ha, huh, I wrote this in my story today that I decided to run. And for that split moment, I was like, I'm truly the author of my life. I love that. That's a great reflection point. It reminds me of our elementary school announcements. You know how they do it on the speaker for the school or whatever? Um, our principal or a counselor, whoever did the announcements, they would always say, end with, and remember, Rattlers, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. Anyways, yeah, so that is our reflection point for today. Thank you, Abigail, for bringing it to us, for all of us to reflect on and use it in our toolbox of our growth. This is a tool, y'all. Use it. And the very last segment to bring this podcast to a close is our Gine Shine segment. This week's Gine Shine, I also have nothing, and that's okay. If there's none, then that will just be it. Um, I've just been in a week where, like, I've been really thinking self selfishly, I guess. Like, I've been focused on myself a lot this week, so I'm sorry. I haven't paid attention to others. <laughs> okay, this week's Sky and Shine goes out to all the girls still figuring it out. I love it. Because, because uh, honestly, like, we 20-whatever, or 9, or teen-whatever, oh, or I mean blank teen. Yes. And we really out here, we don't know what we're doing. At so, all. Not a damn clue. Yeah. So to everyone still figuring it out, um, still still just trying. Like, if you haven't given up, like, you are the real MVP this week. Amen. If you have given up, if you got back on the horse, you are the real MVP. And remember, you get to write the story of your day, of your hour, of your second, of your 30 minutes. So Write a story that's worth telling. Amen. We are still figuring it out. You are today's guy and shine. We recognize you, we applaud you, and we are figuring it out right alongside with you. You are not alone. We all out here just... Ooh, and today's guy and shine also goes out to Dr. Blazy Ford for coming out and being strong and believing and doing what she thought was right um, and speaking her truth and her story out in the world against, not even against, just speaking her truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not against nobody or even against 
someone in particular, but still that in itself is very powerful. So yeah, that's a good one. It takes an act. It takes strength to speak up. It sure does. All right. That, that concludes another episode with shoot. And that concludes another episode of rooted with yams podcast. Thank you so much, Abigail, for joining me on this lovely afternoon. And you guys don't forget if you have any questions, comments, and concerns, you can email the podcast directly at rootedwithyams at gmail.com, or you can wait until Friday um, where I will post on my Instagram story a suggestion box for you to leave conversations or discussions you would like to have on this podcast, or you can leave a comment on SoundCloud, and you should always like it on SoundCloud always every time you listen. In fact, like it before you listen and then also rate, share, and if you haven't already, subscribe so you can listen to all the episodes that are before and to come. Do it. Yes, do it right now. Anything um, discussed that has a reference, I will leave in the episode notes. But for now, you guys have a beautiful week and I will talk to y'all next week with another strong rooted conversation these dusty people be following me like who are you oh my gosh no this dude put his dust look at this i'm gonna send you this i'm sorry we're supposed to be recording a podcast Hi, Auntie. How you doing? I did fine. Okay. How you doing? I did fine, Auntie. <laughs>